Well, how many of you have heard about what's going on on 070707, the call in Nashville? Last night on God TV, how many of you have God TV? From direct, anybody have God TV? Last night on God TV, it was so cool. This is what God's doing in the body of Christ. They satellite linked up about eight churches all around the country. They did Morning Star. They did uh, Bill Johnson's church in Redding, California, a church in Louisiana, a church in Dallas, uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Florida. Florida, and they were, oh, IHOP was there, Kansas City, and, and for two hours, all these churches were simultaneously interceding for abortion to end in this country and for revival to come to America. And the thing that kept coming out in the music in all these different places was that God would send the rain Send the rain to America. Oh, and one girl was singing, I hear the sound of rain coming to America. And man, I mean, it's just all across the nation, the rumblings in the Spirit were the same. And there was such a groaning going forth. And all these people were just calling out to the Father to send revival. I mean, it was the old and the young and everybody in between. It was so awesome. And the reason why they did it this weekend is that tomorrow on the 28th, there's a 40-day fast that's going to happen between now and 7 and, and what? And if you can't, you know, the fast depends on whatever you can do. I think, what are you fasting, honey? You're fasting, what did you tell me? Well, I'm fasting sugar. You're fasting sugar. One so the if the you other can't, thing is media. They're calling for a 40-day media fast. A media fast. A 40-day media fast. Just to prepare our hearts for that day because we really believe supernaturally uh, what did Dutch Sheet say? That God was going to lower His scepter of forgiveness to this nation on that day. And the tide would turn. The tide would turn. That abortion is going to end. And the tide would turn. I don't know if you've noticed that, but in all the, there's, there's all this legislation going on in all these different states right now against abortion. South Carolina just passed the law that a girl must see an ultrasound of her baby before she goes through with an abortion. That is unprecedented. It's unprecedented in this age. And it's, to me, it's no coincidence that Lou Engel and the IHOP, Z-Hop people who have been praying and, and crying out to God for the end of abortion and for revival to come to this country, it's no accident that that happened in the state of North Carolina where they have established their headquarters. In South Dakota, all kinds of... Uh, of anti-abortion legislation is coming forward and it's all passing. It's passing. Things that we thought were impossible five years ago are all of a sudden becoming easy. And it's because the people of God are being awakened by the Spirit of God crying out to the Lord. Jesus is interceding through His people and that intercession is going forth to the Father and He is answering the call. He's answering the cry of His people. It's just awesome. So, if you want more information on the call, go to thecall.com. You can still register, and then you can start praying and fasting. And, and I know there's a lot of people in this congregation that are really going to be asking the Lord, you know, for, for revival in the land. So, um, so that's it. That's it on the announcement. Why don't you pray for Byron? Because he needs a lot of prayer this morning. Lord, I just pray for Byron right now. Lord, I pray that you would come. And speak through him, Lord. Give us eyes to hear, hear what he has to say this morning. Thank you, Jesus.
Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's exciting what Andy was sharing, wasn't it? About the, what the Lord's going to do in America. We need a revival here, don't we? So if we don't get one, we're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> so I don't think God wants us in big trouble. Do you? No. No, that's religious spirit. wants us in big trouble. But hey, let's put a, I wanted to read 1 Kings 18, verse 1 and 2 this morning to start out. And um, what I wanted, you know, actually Andy really, what he was sharing was really sort of some of the things the Lord was showing me. Uh, I didn't really see that deal last night about the, about the rain. God really wants to release a rain. If you were, some of you were here a couple of weeks ago on, in the second service, Bob Jones was here, and that was really one of the main things that he was bringing forth is this rain. There's a sound of the abundance of rain coming. Uh, we were actually singing that that Sunday. God's releasing that in the earth, and I wanted to uh, sort of uh, reground us and you know, some of the context of what I've, some of the things the Lord's shown me, and two of the chapters in the Bible the Lord has really used to really speak to me in the last seven or eight months is First Kings 18 in the Old Testament and John 14 in the New Testament. Those are like the two main chapters in the Bible that God's really been speaking to me from and giving me, really, giving me a context for what He's trying to do, what He's wanting to do. So those, and I've preached, actually preached a couple of messages out of this First Kings 18, um, but I haven't really given you the first verse in it. It says, It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And that's really what God is really wanting to release is that spirit of Elijah. The Bible talks about the forerunner spirit, which went uh, you know, before Christ. Uh, also, it says the Lord's going to send the spirit of Elijah in the book of Malachi to turn, of the, turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the father. At least he come and strike the curse, uh, the earth with the curse. And really, what man? You can't get no more practical application than abortion. That the, the, the parents would quit aborting children. I mean, that's that's about as plain as day that God really wants to to, to fix that thing in our country. Uh, so the Lord is doing that. The Lord is releasing that. It says in the third year, saying, "Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth." Everybody say rain on the earth. See, the Lord really wants to send rain. And, and, and in verse 2 it says, uh, So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria. A severe famine in Samaria. So there was a drought that was in this time, a natural drought, which we're experiencing a little bit of that right now, lack of rainfall. Uh, but there was a severe drought. There and the drought, of course, created a famine because it got so severe that it was failure of crops, and people began to get hungry. People began to get thirsty. And if you go on, I'm not going to read the rest of the verses. They were actually going. Ahab and, and Obadiah were actually going and looking for water to save their mules' lives because they were about to die. They said, okay, "You go one way, I'll go the other way. And we can maybe we can find some water here." And you know, things are bad when the, the king of the whole nation was out running around looking for water. I mean, he was the king, and he was out looking himself. And God really, you know, this is real spiritual, what, what the Lord wants to do is the Lord wants to, and I believe the Lord is creating a thirst in people. He's, created a, he's creating a thirst in the body of Christ. Whether we are real, realize it or not, people are starting to get thirsty. They, they may not recognize their thirst, 
They may not recognize what's happening to them spiritually, but God is beginning to do that because our, our nation has been in a famine spiritually. We've, we've been in a drought. We're in a drought spiritually. The church is in a drought spiritually. We haven't really seen the Lord really pour out the way God wants to pour out. Now, there's some churches that have experienced different moves of the Holy Spirit and, and that kind of thing, which is wonderful. We've got to have some springs, you know, and that's really what they, they represent. What they were looking for, they were looking for these springs. There's little springs here and there uh, of water that's available in the earth today in this country. And they would be like people, bodies of Christ, local gatherings where there's water, there's fresh water available. But overall, in our nation, it's not so. Overall, in our nation, our nation's in, in a lot of trouble. Uh, but God's intent is to send a spiritual rain on our country. It really is His intent. It's His heart. Um, and He's going to do it, I really believe. Um, but the first thing we have to do is we have to allow the conditions, and that's really what I want you to hear this morning. We need to allow the conditions of our nation to speak to us. We need to allow the condition of things that are happening around us to speak to us, to cause us to hunt us. See, these guys were, they were out looking. They were out searching because they knew they were in trouble. Okay? They had a, a natural thirst looking for water because they were in trouble. And spiritually, we're in trouble, but many of us don't realize. We say, yes, things are bad. But no, we're really in trouble as a country, in big trouble. And it should provoke the church. And God is using that, just like He used that in Nazareth, to provoke to provoke those people, provoke them to thirst, to give them a desire for something. Let me uh, just, you know, read a scripture, John 7, 37 through 39. Now, everybody knows this, but this is important. It says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out and says, If anyone thirsts, see, that's the prerequisite. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the Scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Um, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. If anyone thirsts, see, that's your prerequisite this morning. That's the prerequisite for, our, for the church. Do we thirst? You know, and that's what's going to motivate us towards the Lord, a thirst, a desire. So God is using situations in our country. You read the news, it should make, it should provoke you. You know, things could end, you know, Israel, people don't know this, but there's like a fixing to be a war over there in Israel, a major war. If that happens, believe me, the economies of the world will come to pieces quick. You know, because Israel probably will have to use nuclear weapons to defend themselves. Can you imagine if they used tactical nuclear weapons, what that would do to the world? It would be a mess. But God is using all that. It's not like God's asleep. But we need to pay attention. We need, don't need to live in our little world and think everything's going to continue as it is. It's not. We're the ones, like Bob said a couple of weeks ago, we need to start having the say here of what's going to happen. Well, we're not going to have the say if we're just like the rest of the world. So I want to encourage you this morning. We don't have to be. Let me read Revelation 22:17 to you also. Speaking of thirst... Uh, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. The Holy Spirit is speaking. He's speaking to the, to the body of Christ. He's speaking to the world. He's saying something. And some of the Bride of Christ, some of the church has joined Him already. They're with Him, saying what He's saying. 
Okay? Because it says the Spirit and the bride, being the bride being us. Okay? And let him, all right, listen to this, and let him who hears say come. So, so you see here, there's something being added to the thirst thing. There's something that says we need to hear something. Okay? We need to hear something. And God wants to give all of us the ability to hear spiritually. That's what he's, one of the main things I feel like God's doing right now, he's releasing a new ability to hear spiritually. He really is. There's a, just an anointing coming for hearing. And it's already being released where we can begin to hear God like we've never heard Him before. And the Bible says in John 10 that He says, My sheep know my voice and hear my voice. It's part of our, our design to be able to hear the Father, to be able to hear the Shepherd. We should be hearing God. It should not be a unique experience. It should be the normal experience for the, for the believer. God said it. He said it. Read John 10. And it says right here, let him who hears say come. You see, that's what the key is. Are you hearing this morning? If you're not hearing, you're not going to say come. Just, just flat out, you ain't hearing it. You, and just hearing me say it, or hearing someone else say it, really ultimately won't be good enough for you. You, you. you may come one time, you may come two times, based on what my testimony is, based on somebody else's but ultimately you've got to hear it in your own heart. Okay? You can't hear it. Now, here's what happened to me the other day. I shared this Wednesday night, but this is profound to me. Is the Lord, I had this, I was being with the Lord. I was just being still before the Lord. And I had a vision, and I had this vision of these ears that were, that were like, had megaphones coming out of them to hear, like super hearing. Okay? I saw that. And then suddenly, I heard heaven. I heard heaven. I heard commotion in heaven. I heard all these people talking in heaven. And the beautiful thing about it was this. They were all talking in unity. Nobody was above the other person. Nobody, everybody's voice, it was just one unity that what they were, you know, but it, and it was a multitude of voices is what I was hearing. And, but I couldn't figure out what they were saying. That was my problem. What are they saying? I mean, and it was like the sense I got was there's, God is up to something in all heaven is, is, up, is, is talking about it. There's a, there's a talk, there's a communication going on in heaven that, that the Lord's fixing to do something and everybody in heaven was excited about it and they were talking about it just like if something big was fixing to happen in a group everybody was talking about what was about to happen. Heaven is like that this morning. And I was just, you know, spent the rest of the day like, man, what are they saying, Lord? What are they saying? What are they saying? I need to know. I need to hear what they're saying. So I went back. Finally, I gave up you know, asking and went back and got still again. First thing that happened to me, I heard those same voices. But this time, those voices were inside of me. They were coming from within me. And I realized, you know, the kingdom of God is within us. Heaven is within us already. And God really wants us to hear heavenly sounds. He wants us to hear what He's saying. And then He will, when we hear it, we have something to say. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? And when a person who really hears God, it affects you when you hear those kind of things. You will not stay the same. You will not stay a bored Christian. You will not stay lethargic. You will not stay the same as you are now when you begin to hear those things. Because when you hear spiritual things and heavenly things, it affects who you are. You suddenly become dissatisfied with this world. You suddenly think, do not, suddenly the things of this world are the things that are really foolish to you, not the things of God. 
And God wants to release that to us. He wants to give us the ability to hear it because it says, He who has ears say come. Then you're going to say, listen, the Lord's available. The Lord's alive. Come to the Lord. Come and get in the river of God. Come and drink. You will say it because you're hearing it. Not just because, you know, it's written down in the Bible. Or not just because some person is saying it. God wants to release that to His people. We can hear God on a much higher level than we've ever been able to hear. And, uh, and then it says, and let him who what? Uh, thirst. There he goes. So he, there's this thirst thing. So if you have ears to hear, you can say, come, you can speak to the thirsty. Or maybe you're just the thirsty this morning. I'm thirsty this morning. Lord, I'm not satisfied with my spiritual life. I want to see more of you. There's more available for me. You've given me more than I'm walking in. I'm not, I have not laid hold of all the promises of God in my life. Are y'all with me this morning? You hear what I'm saying to you? God is at work. God is moving. And we can, we can enter into what He's doing or we can stay out. It's up to us. Okay? Let him who thirsts come. Then the last thing he said, whoever desires, let him come and take the water of life freely. So you see that the Lord speaks, the Holy Spirit speaks. He says something. And then he says to the people, if you can hear me, will you say it with me? He invites us to say it with him. Do you have ears to hear? Can you say it? And then he says, anyone who's thirsty, we can say to those people, come. And then he says, Say to the ones who have the desire. Do you have a desire this morning? Desire is a powerful thing. Isn't it? Power of desire. I met this girl one time. Be 31 years. 30. 30 years. I'm sorry. I thought it was 2008. Be 30 years. It was, 30, it was 29 years ago when I met her. I had this desire for her. I just... I get in trouble all the time about the stuff I did then that I ain't doing now. Because <laughs> I had this desire. I desired her. There's a power in desire. What's your desire this morning? I mean, truly. What's your desire? What you, do you desire? What do you desire? I mean, really and truly, what do you really desire in your life? I desired Becky. I went after her. I forsook all the other girls. I forget them. Who needs them? I want her. She was number one on my list. I went after her. I spent money on her. I almost flunked out of school over her. God had to speak to me about it. I said, you need to study. Don't spend all your time thinking about Becky, writing letters to her. Back in those days, you couldn't do email. But it was desire. Whoever desires. Do you have that desire towards God this morning? I mean, do you have desire for the spiritual world this morning? Do you have a desire for what God's doing right now? Even when it offends you. Even when it seems foolish to you. Because it will offend you and seem foolish to you. I promise you. You can't get far with God. We need a desire. We need to ask the Lord about our desires. We need thirst. Okay? We need ear and ears. And all of those things are available to us. That's what the Lord's doing right now. He's releasing godly desire. He's releasing thirst. He's releasing the ability to hear. Those things are available to the believer right now today. You can, have, you can get up and walk out of here today with a whole new desire, with a whole new thirst, with a whole new ability to hear the Lord. A whole, you can do that. I can testify. In the past few months, God has given me the ability to hear Him like I've never had it in my life. I'm hearing God in a whole new way. 
a whole new way. And it's because of what the Holy Spirit's doing. He's releasing that. It's available to us if we avail ourselves to it. But you come on God's terms, I'll tell you that. You don't come on your terms. I tried to come to God many years on my terms, but it didn't work. Well, I want to tell you one thing. This is one thing I know that God's doing in my life, and I believe He's doing, that will help all of us on a practical level. Let's read the rest. I want to read the rest. So that First Kings 18, 30. Let me just read that. I've read this to you two or three times. And I'm going to sit down here and read it to you. It says, Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. The Bible says, Draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. That's what the Bible says in James. Draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. He never quit doing that. He's never stopped saying that to people. But he's saying it right now. If you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. He's asking you. I'm saying you've got to come to God on His terms. His terms is make a step towards me and I'll make ten towards you. But you've got to make a decision. You make the decision. You make the choice. Draw near to Him. He's saying, now's the time where seek the Lord while He may be found. And He's saying, I'm accessible. I'm accessible. I'm accessible. I'm accessible. That's what He's saying. The spiritual realm's accessible. Do you want it? Do you have a desire for it? Do you have a thirst for it? Can you hear what I'm saying to you? Okay, that's what He's saying to us. And if you'll make that step towards Him, He will run towards you in it. But guess what? Tomorrow morning, you, you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to get up and make that same step again. In the morning afternoon, in the morning night, in the next night, and you're going to have to keep making that step and keep making but then your life will become that step and it won't make a difference to you. It's not a, it becomes automatic. You just start doing it. Anyway, so all the people came near. So these people were smart, smart people. Okay, are we smart people today? Are, they, are we wise? But they heard. And... Uh, he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Now, that I've preached on this before. That's, number one, it's our heart. Our heart's the altar of our lives. And God is fixing hearts. That's what He's doing. He's repairing altars right now. Fixing hurts. Got hundreds of testimonies of inner healings and fixings and thank God's people's lives. You may be sitting there broken today still. Great. You're a candidate to be fixed. He's still fixing. He's still fixing. The second thing the honor of the Lord is on a bigger level is the body of Christ, the church. This church, the church down the road, are altars. Altars are places where you put fire at. They're fireplaces. That's what happens here. They set a fire. God wants to set a fire in our hearts, and God wants to set a fire in the church. But it, it has to be repaired because if it ain't repaired, you don't put a fire in a uh, place that's not protected because I did that recently. Uh, mistakenly and about burnt everything down around, about burnt my house down recently thank God the wind was blowing away from my house I got home and it was oh, what's going on somebody's burning something this is our house <laughs> that's what happened we were going to have a nice date one day and we were running back by the house and we saw this smoke in our yard I had blown some ashes out from charcoal grill caught the leaves on fire and it was burning our woods down. We could have been burning our house down apart from the grace of God. Well, the neighbors, you know, really apart from the grace of God. One thing you burn your house down, you start burning your neighbors down, you know, they'll kill you over it. So God wants to repair our altars so we can contain the fire. Because God's fire, God wants to direct the fire. It's just not random. He wants to direct it. 
he, he'll repair your altar this morning if you allow him. Lord, begin to work on it. He's still working on mine. Uh, and Elijah took twelve sons according to the number of tribes and sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. And then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the ark, altar large enough to hold two seeds of seed. We can talk about all that. But, and he put wood in order and cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood and said, Fill water pots with water and pour it on the burnt offering, on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Then he said, Do it a second time. They did it. Do it a third time. They did it. And so the water ran around the altar and he also filled the trench with water. Is that the last one I gave you? All right, good. And then they brought the fire. But what I wanted to talk to you about, the one thing I wanted you to get this morning, but the one thing I think God is saying is He wants you to raise your ears to hear. Because some people just ain't hearing it. I don't know why you're not. God is speaking and you should be hearing it. You have the ability to hear it. But I think one of the things that God is transitioning the body of Christ and people from is that ox thing. Okay? You know, the ox was a sacrifice. God really wants to sacrifice the ox this morning in your life. Yeah, in the Bible you have four gospels in the New Testament. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, they all have they have symbols that explains them. Matthew is the symbols of lion, king. That's what Matthew's all about: the kingship of Christ, king of the Jews. If you really study it, Mark the symbols. Guess what? An ox. Jesus came to serve. He was a servant, son of man. That's what Mark really emphasizes. Then Luke was what? Come on. A man. He was the man. The human side of Christ. That's what you really study Luke. He really emphasizes the human side of Jesus. The, the, the part of Jesus that relates with us. And then John, which everybody should love, was the eagle, the real prophetic, up in the, the heavenly, bring heaven to earth gospel. Okay? So every Christian has those dimensions in their life. Those four dimensions. Of things, so God has really called every one of us to be servants. Okay, every one of us has been called to be servants, but we haven't. We've been called to serve, but not be be slaves. Okay, and you see, much of Christianity, we're just hooked. We're hooked up to be. We have this slave mentality towards God. Okay, God, listen. Turn. To, let's do John fifteen fifteen. And this is a transition. This is something God's doing. John 15, 15. This is a practical as the day is long. Listen to what he said. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does, know, does not know what his master is doing. That's the problem with some of our ears. We are hung up into the servant mode. And he, Jesus made it real clear right here. They can't know what the master's doing. If you don't know what God's doing, let me say, something's wrong with your ears. That's what's wrong with your ears. You are, you're living in the servant world. You, you are, that's what you are. You're just a servant. Jesus says, but I've called you friends for all things that I what, heard. Everybody say heard. Are y'all getting what I'm saying to you this morning? You want to hear God? I'm asking, do you want these ears to hear? Well, this right here tells you. You can sit there all day and not change, but this is telling you how you can get to hear God. If we can begin to realize that the, one of the things that Elijah did to have this revival to fix the altar is take that servant's heart, which really is nothing more than the elder brother heart, and lay it up on the altar and let God deal with it. You hear what I'm saying to you? Because Christians who stay servants over the long haul, they become like the elder brother. 
They get mad at God. They get mad at all the, every other Christian. Study John Luke 15. There were two brothers. And one of them, you know what he said? What's the world? You know, the other brother drug home, messed up. The elder brother, what's going on in the house? That's what he said. This is in Luke 15. And your brother came home to having a party. He says he got mad. Wouldn't go in. He got flat mad. Wouldn't go in. So the father goes out to talk to him. He says, what's the deal? You know? And he said, well, all these years I've been slaving for you, God, Father. you never done nothing for me. You never threw a party for me, my friends. And now this son of yours, not my brother, but this son of yours, threw his inheritance away, did all these bad things, this bad sinning guy, has come home and you got a big party for him. And the father said, hey, listen, this is the right thing to do. Because your brother was dead, now he's alive. You should have a party. And everything that I have had is yours. It's always been yours. But because you're stuck in this mode of being a slave, you can't hear it. You can't hear what I'm saying to you. You can't hear that everything I have is yours and you could have had a hundred parties. But you're out there in the field slaving away, doing me a big favor. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? And that's where the body of Christ is. You know, how much we're going to serve God and do for God. We're going to do some big things for God. You know? And really, this is what the transition is. is working, transition from us working for God to working with Him. Now, that's a huge difference. That's a big difference. When we begin to work with Him, not for Him, what are you doing, Lord? And I will do it with you. And if you ain't doing it, we ain't doing it. And it gets kind of relaxing doing that. That's what they call the easy anointing. You're just doing it with, and you're not responsible for it. You're just working with us. What Paul, the apostle, called being a co-laborer with Christ. And those are the people who begin to hear what he's doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying fix you. I'm trying to fix the church because I want to fix this country. I don't want no more babies aborted in this country. That's what I'd like to see happen in this country. I would like to see a lot of people get saved in this country. I would like to see churches that are on fire in this country that really are passionate for me, really going after me, who've abandoned themselves to me. That's what I would like to do. Are you interested in doing that? That's what I'm doing. Is that really what you're doing, Lord? Let's just do it with you. We'll do it with you. We'll just do it with you. We'll have a good time with you. You know, another person in the Bible that really was stuck in that, this one's not as extreme. She would have become as extreme. Guess where she was headed? The woman named Martha. You know, Martha and Mary, they're famous people in the Bible. Jesus loved them. Martha had Jesus over to the house one day and was doing a big thing for him. You know, you remember that's Luke 10. And just got all in an uproar. Mad as fire. All worried and shoveled. Oh, God. Just overwhelmed with what you I'm trying to do in my life. I just can't do it no more. Mad. Got mad at Jesus. Jumped. I want to do something on Mary. She won't help me. 
because she was stuck in that slave mentality. I got a friend of mine who is just absolutely one great guy. I love him to death. He's really talented. He's really got a lot to give, but he is miserable. And this is why he's miserable. It's because he'll jump into something and then for you know, I, I can't do that. I just can't. I, you know, there's so many people coming to me, I just can't deal with it. Like, man, what is your problem? His problem is he's Martha. He's not doing it with God, he's doing it for God. And so he's all bound up and he gets messed up. He can't really hear God in anything. It's because he's got that, he's not a friend. He's not a friend with Christ. So he doesn't have ears to hear. You'll hear what I'm saying to you this morning. So this is how you do it. This is how you get in on the revival that God wants to bring to the earth. God wants to bring. You can sit there and say and resist it and abhor it because a revival is, is an offense, man. I'm telling you, it's is going to bring an offense. It brings both reproach and blessing to your life. I promise you when the church really gets a revival in this nation, it's going to be hugely blessed, but it's going to be hugely reproached. It's going to bring some ugly stuff that's going to be said. And that's just the way it is. But that's what God wants to do. Jesus was one of the most reproached people that ever walked on the face of this earth. You know? When he shows up, the reproach shows up with him, but also blessings shows up with him. He's looking for friends. Friends have, they're the ones that got the ears. They're the ones that can hear spiritually. And God really wants to release those to you this morning because He's looking for people to do exactly what Revelation 22, when He says, Come, He's looking for, for an echo in the earth that says, Come, come! Is anybody down there saying that with me? You know? Is anybody out there with me on this deal? You know? Is it just going to be a bunch of young people on one day? They're the ones that's going to be the only ones? What about the old people? You know, what happened to them? What happened to y'all, Tommy? John? What happened to you? What have we got to heaven? He said that to us. Hey, you remember back in 7 7? What happened to you? Where were you? Were you saying, come? Were you hearing me? Did you have ears to hear me? When I was wanting to bring the revival, when I wanted to save the nation, when I wanted to stop abortion, where were my older people at? Was it just a bunch of young, fiery guys? Oh, y'all were too busy working and making money. Is that what you're saying to me? Or you're too consumed with your life. Is that what you were saying to me? Is that what you're saying to me? You're too busy for me? You're too busy for my agenda? What if he said stuff to you like that? That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? To get to heaven and hear that from him. Like, oh, God, I messed up. God's given us a chance. A real chance. So, if you can get it, it's easy. But if you can't get it, all I want to say to you is just some guy will run down and it just sounds like that he to you. But if you can really hear he who has ears, let him say come. He's thirsty. Let him come. He has a 
we're, I'm liking all bands, you may say this morning. He said, no, no problem. I'm in the program of desire. I'm in the program of thirst. I'm in the program of ears. All that's for you. I've got it all for you. Nobody's excluded. But the only condition is my terms. It's the only condition. My terms. And you know what happens to you once you start getting in on God's terms? You get where you enjoy it. Because you know what you can do? Oh, heck, it's just whatever he wants to do. I don't have to worry about it. I don't even have to try to explain it, really. You know? I can't explain it. All I know is this is what God's doing in me. Let's all stand up together right now. Just, I'm so thankful. I'm so excited about what the Lord is saying to His people. I'm so excited to be alive in this time. It's awesome what God is saying to us. That we can step into this thing. That He, he really is. He's offering us a chance to go with Him on this, really, this glorious road. This glorious path of building up His kingdom with Him. Oh, Jesus, we love You today. We love You, God. We, we, we want to desire You more, God. Even those of us who feel like we are desiring You, Father, we want more desire to be poured out in our hearts, Lord. Because we know right now we just don't have enough yet. We just need more desire, God. Oh, Father, I just, just download to us desire right now. Download desire to us right now, wherever we're standing. We just ask You. We, we access desire by faith. That holy, supernatural desire that comes from heavenly places, we access it right now with faith. With Your faith, Lord. And Father, where there has been wounding in our hearts, where there has been hardness in our hearts that has caused us not to hear what the Spirit is saying, Lord, we ask You to help us right now. Help us in this moment, Father. If we feel like You've disappointed us, if You've let us down, God, we know that's not the truth. We ask that You would swoop in right now and heal that wound that's in our heart right now that would keep us from walking in heavenly places with You, Father. Father, where we've gotten discouraged, where we've let discouragement rule in our mind and in our heart, God, we ask You to come in right now and heal that discouragement. Take it from us. We offer it to You, Father. We offer the sacrifice of discouragement. If that's what's in our heart, we give it to You, God. We don't bear the right anymore to hold that, Lord. We give up the right to hold up the discouragement. We give up the right to hold, the, hold on to the depression. We give up the right to hold on to the disappointment, Lord. We, we, we renounce the right to be justified in our own disappointment, Lord. And we ask You to replace our justice with Your justice. We ask You to replace our righteousness with Your righteousness, God. Because Your justice is real and good and it brings life. And what we demand in our mind only brings death, discouragement, and hurt. So Father, I just release on Your people right now the glory of heaven 
We release the glory of heaven. Let's just lift our voices in prayer right now. Let's just begin to pray right now. Oh, shalabakatera lama sara lama siriyabakateria lama sere lama kate. Horabasiriya lama katorabatea shakatea kate. Let's just tap into that river right now. The river of the Holy Spirit's pouring out right now. Right where you're standing. Right, right where you're standing. Just call out the name of Jesus. Just call out the name of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So that means He is the way this morning. We'll just go to Him right now. And He'll lead us into all we need. He'll lead us into all we need right now. Oh, Jesus, break discouragement off your people right now. Break it off, 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 God. Break it off your people, God. So I just want to encourage you. If you need prayer this morning, just come up to the front here. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to, you know, lay holy hands on you. If you need prayer for anything, we've seen such an increase of miracles in this place. A year ago, two years ago, we saw an occasional miracle. We saw an occasional breakthrough of healing, of physical healing, of healing in the mind. We are seeing legitimate miracles every week in this place now. And it's not because we've done anything special except we've said yes to the Lord. So if you need a miracle this morning, I just invite you to come up. The prayer team people will pray for you. Amy will pray for you. Doug will pray for you. Marlon will pray for you. The worship team is just going to start worshiping. So you can worship if you want to. If you want to be dismissed, you can be dismissed. And if you want to come up for prayer, just come on up. Come on up. Amen. Hallelujah, Father. Just let that river keep flowing in this place. Oh, God, just let your river continue flowing in this place, God. Let it come, Lord. Let it come, Lord. Let it come, Lord. Let your river keep flowing, God. Hallelujah, Lord.